this could, it could all go horribly wrong at any minute. And the rubber chicken says, <laughs> I went to bed on Saturday night and it was 70 degrees and I woke up on Sunday and it was 40. And if that does not tell you something about how our climate is going to hell in a handbasket, I don't know what is. Maybe it's the voice of God speaking to us. But what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. Well, you are certainly yakking it up now. I know, I know, I know. But look, the fact of the matter is, is we cannot discuss climate change just in terms of what happened in one day. The climate is crazy. I realize it. That does not mean that I'm not going to argue this, okay? There are better facts. There are better facts, my friend. And don't bring up Herschel Walker. We have not got time for this. I know you think you can run for office if he can run for office, but what? Okay, we will discuss that at some other time. I'm glad you feel like there may be a breakthrough and maybe you'll run for office. Look, we have got to get on, my friend, with Rantcast, number 106, entitled $10 billion, but nothing. And I mean that seriously. We have just spent $10 billion going through a campaign that left most of us exhausted, weary, frightened, uh, psychotic, uh, uh, you know, uh, wondering, what is the matter with us? Huh? Does, does any other country spend this kind of money on an election? No. We got people yell and scream about paying taxes and all of that stuff. But boy, you'll shove money. Boy, just give me a porthole to shove, shove my, flush my money down the toilet. Okay, it can't be run like this. We have got to stop dealing with elections like this. This is madness, all right? And if you're going to spend $10 billion, you know what it makes? It makes uh, the Washington Commodore sale but from between what they're saying is $5 billion to $7 billion, looks like a bargain, huh? Yeah, you can sell T-shirts and shit. <laughs> Little historical uh, uniforms. I God in heaven. It does. A team that that truly sucks. If they're going to sell that for five to seven billion, that's a, that is a huge. You, that's a bargain. That's it, pure and simple. Okay, T- ten billion dollars for a campaign in which literally nothing is discussed. Not a thing. It's all about, well, sh- what should the message should have been? Shouldn't they? this be the message? Why are they sending out that message? Why are the Republicans talking about, uh, you know, critical race theory or the, uh, why are they uh, yelling about LGBTQ and, and uh, screaming about banned books? And uh, why are they doing that? Why aren't they talking about, meanwhile, the, the uh, why are, why are the, uh, why is it? Why aren't the Democrats talking about the economy? Why is it? Why aren't either? Why aren't? What are their ideas? Have spent ten million billion 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 dollars, and not one idea expressed. A bunch of ludicrous ads that have got to be just not. Even in high school, we did better. Our posters had more information. This is my family. Here's my dog, Squatto. Boy, he can do tricks. And I can do tricks, too, if you were like, what? Stop it already. I don't think this is, this can't go on like this. The length of it. And then to have these, to march these people on day after day on the TV to tell me what it is that they think about what it is. And none of them knew shit. And then at the end, they go, well, we don't really know shit because these people are making shit up. It's, it's. 
ludicrous. Doesn't how is it possible that we can repeat this every four years and every four two years really, and we get further and further into the shitter when it comes to how to fucking run an election in in a short period of time in which ideas must be expressed. And as soon as somebody says something nasty about their opponent or makes shit up, that's it. Get them fuck out. We don't have time for this anymore. All right, we're going to hell in a handbasket faster than we ever have. And we're wandering around, we're, you know, worried about a bunch of nonsense. A bunch of fucking nonsense. I'm, I'm just, $10 billion, you know? And what does that mean? You know, you talk about inflation. Huh? But use the $10 billion. And it comes right on the heels of, of, of Veterans Day. Is the, is, 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 it's the Friday after the election. It was, it was Veterans Day. Please, people, give the $10 billion to the veterans. There should be a, a certain amount of um, political ads that are allowed. If, you, if you're not going to express an idea in that ad, you're not allowed to have an ad. There should be, here's what we're going to discuss. Here's your minute. I don't even think that. I, there's got to be a simpler way. I can't decide. to <laughs> Figure it out sitting in front of you. Know, as you can see, I'm at home because I just got back um, from the road. Let's go on to the road, which was really something. Um, and I'm glad to see there was, oh, and look, just before I get off this topic, okay, the fact of the matter is, is, is that the, 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 uh, the, basically now both uh, Senate and the House, uh, whoever is controlling either, it looks like the Democrats have the Senate by, a, by like a, you know, a, a, a pubic hair and the, uh, yes, that's what I said. And the House uh, controlled by the Republicans by pubic hair, um, and if you rub two pubic hairs together, what do you get? You get uh, what you should get is a government that works together. That's what you should get, okay? Because that's what they were being told. They were being told sit down and work together, and uh, and that's really uh, what needed to be done. That that's exactly the message that they have been given. Okay, how how much simpler can it be? It's half half of the United States believes you know in 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 the uh, in a conservative more conservative fashion. To not the you know there's a certain amount of that end of it that's madness, and then of course there's the Democrats and the and what they believe in that which is more liberal and uh, is in in that uh, and then there's a portion of them that are crazy too. You get rid of the crazies, and that's Really, what that's what they're being told is go to the middle, okay, and stop it, okay. And I wish it was better. And we and we do we have to end? There, there's a few things we got to fucking end if we want a democracy. One first, come up with a third party that doesn't buy the bullshit of either party and fucking speaks English. Second, um, there has to be the end of the gerrymandering and figure it the fuck out. And the Citizens United crap to allow corporations to dump money in? No. And that people can't just come up with some, I'm going to give a gazillion dollars to a candidate. No. Okay? 
Because you know what that does? It cuts out basic democracy. And every so often, somebody stumbles in who doesn't, who does it all on their own. And we go, whoa, look at that. Wow, that's, yeah, but that's one out of a thousand, one out of 10,000. Let's, let us please try to have a civics class in, in, a, in a high school so that some kids are inspired to go on and, and, and work in, in public service. We don't even give a shit about that. Our main thing is everybody's got to become an entrepreneur. God damn it. My children have to be entrepreneurs. Who wants to do public service? Nobody. Nobody anymore. And when I was a kid, there was a ton of them. A ton of us. I did. I didn't until I realized that I would lose my fucking mind. And I have here. And I'm not even doing public service. I'm just trying to get on with my with my little rant cast, which I don't. And I don't even, I just realized, don't know, um, because I forgot to ask. Uh, <laughs> where the uh, where the uh, rants are coming from this week, but I'll be back with that um, as the as the show winds down. Uh, we'll have to put this on pause, uh, and um, we'll have to do that, that. You know, at the end, I will tell you who did the rants, and there were some really great ones this week. That's that's for sure, um, uh, and that's where I kind of uh, you know really I just came off the road. I was in Marietta, Ohio. I'm going to just tell you, if you're looking for a small town to wander into, they just might have a community, who knows, but there's a small college there that might be the center of it. I wasn't there long enough, but I will tell you this, you walk down those streets and if you weren't, uh, it literally uh, looks like it could be the set of our town. If our town was in Ohio, it's right next to a river that's beautiful and, uh, and if you want to open a little shop, there's all sorts of places there to do it. And uh, it was really in a, in a great little theater uh, to perform in. Just really a special place. I, and I mean that sincerely. And, uh, and as you wander along, you know, after all of this pandemic shit, you go, I get back to Durham, which I hadn't been to in a while. And I used to spend a lot of time there as a kid and, and which, uh, I have to say, is uh, totally transformed itself into uh, it like a, it's a, it's hip it's hypnotic, <laughs> hip being the operative word. It's it really has uh, come into its own. Um, it's one of those uh, you know cities that's kind of I think uh, somewhat hooked up with between the Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill research triangle that is basically. Uh, grown to fruition, which is uh, the three campuses uh, and uh, coming together to create a, um, a, 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 a place for, uh, for science and industry and uh, to really do research and develop, uh, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of things. It's, it's, it's an entrepreneurial paradise and, uh, and the, and the town itself is really, uh, you, you, great places to get coffee, food. I got a, uh, a version at the Ninth Street Bakery there of, of some Danish, their version of this Danish rye bread, and, and I, it, it weighs 40 pounds. And I don't, I try not to eat bread because apparently it's helped me lose weight. But boy, if I was around that bread, uh, that's eat, I'd eat, eat that all the time. It's like if they turn Guinness Stout into bread. Oh, boy. And I can't believe I'm going on about bread because it's not really bread. It's more than bread. It's a lifestyle. I, uh, 
have to say that uh, it, it's uh, well worth the visit to Durham. It's, it, I mean, it is. It did explode, and it's a foodie capital. Um, as is, uh, you know, Raleigh has gotten into it, and so has Chapel Hill, and uh, and then um, ended up in Charlotte, where we had more folks coming out to see the show than had ever come out, and uh, it was a, a pleasure performing everywhere. It it really was. Uh, that was a a nice little run, and now I'm back here at home for a day in my uh, little uh, cable access studio. And uh, I will be um, uh, the uh, uh, I will be doing the Daily Show tomorrow, uh, and uh, which I think by the time you get this, I don't think I'll have been on yet. Uh, and it'll be interesting to to get back there. It'll be the last show that I do with Trevor, uh, as I kind of out. <laughs> Out distance, I, out, I outlast all of the uh, the um, the hosts. In I guess in hopes of becoming a host, but uh, no, he's uh, you've gone over the. You're too old now, Lewis. You're too old to be a host. Uh, we can't really use you. You look like uh, somebody who should be in the Senate at your age. <laughs> so, um, but it'll be fun to 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 do that and. Um, and then this weekend on to Englewood in uh, New Jersey. About, good to be back home. And uh, I'm not not in Englewood, but I'm being here. It's uh, uh, I get to uh, to work in Englewood and New Brunswick, which are not far from uh, my cable access studio. And that's really um, all I got. Uh, I uh, I have no way answers to the madness that we're living through. Um, it does look like uh, it's going to be, uh, we're going to have to now live with, well, what's going to happen now? And it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And, the, and the nastiness has to stop, okay? It's just got to stop. It's disgusting. And uh, for those of you, uh, you know, that uh, you should know that uh, the, uh, the former leader is getting ready to announce, I think, uh, in the next day or so. So you're going to want to stay by your ham radios to get that message. And I really, uh, once again, got some stuff that somebody came to see the show in Durham and it was, oh, he's so liberal now. Well, uh, I don't know on the basis of what I talked about uh, outside of a, a phenomenal Herschel Walker joke that uh, the first time I told it, the rubber chicken just really, uh, really was howling away at it. Um, outside of that, in uh, you know, it's a, it's a question of um, uh, I, I I don't quite see what how I'm talking if I'm talking about immigration and uh, um, and my mother and, uh, and the fact that people shouldn't be shocked at what I say. I if you come to my shows and you're shocked by what I say, that's really the that's on you. It's not on me. I don't quite understand what it is. Um, but if I say a few things that are that, they really kind of, wow, they, they never used to leap off the tracks. It never used to be seen as that. And partly I think it may be because I haven't nailed the jokes yet, but I don't think that'll sway them. Mm -mm. That will not sway them. I've got a few things to read from my favorite, The Week. Um, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, there's the launch of Le Domain, 
for you men out there who care about skin products. And I'm one of those who use a moisturizer since I've been on camera so much. I really did start to use it because it was something else to do. It filled the day, especially during the pandemic. I was moisturizing like a madman. You could do two, three hours of moisture. Uh, there's a line of skincare products from actor Brad Pitt. I know you've been waiting for that. In a review of the serum, the New York Post, which is rarely, it can be funny at times, but not in the, more, more in a kind of psychotic, satiric way if, if, if they really were being satiric, but a lot of the times they mean it. Uh, the New York Post, Brian Foss said that for its $385 price tag, a serum, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a, for your skincare serum, 385 bucks. I mean, the serum, it, he said, Brad Pitt should come to your house and apply it to your face. It's a, I like that joke because it reminds me of a lot of the other jokes I've done myself. Uh, but that serum should be made out of something. I don't know what, you know, some sort of a, a something, some sort of a, the sperm of a sperm whale. Okay, thank you. And I'll be here again next week. And, uh, but this one is, a, this is the one. Um, a Missouri company is selling bulletproof furniture in, to schools. A, uh, a Missouri company is selling bulletproof furniture to schools. Paul Alexander, founder of Executive Wood Products, says the firm's custom-made lecterns contain steel interiors that can serve as shields against rounds from handguns, AR-15s, and even machine guns, but look like regular furniture. I want the active shooter to think he can shoot through them, because that's what saves lives. And that's what saves lives. You, you, if you can't see that something is desperately wrong at this point, in terms of the way in which we deal with guns, when, when we have got, once again, the only country on earth that has to build a line of furniture for their schools so that uh, the kids have something to hide behind in case there's an active shooter there. It is, it is, it is, uh, I don't know what else to say. I don't know how someone can look at what is coming out. I mean, and I'm partly saying this today because of what happened in Virginia. Uh, three football uh, players were shot by a former student there who also was a football player. Two other students were shot. Three were killed. And it's a regular litany. Uh, give everybody a gun, it's going to work out because then those, the good people with guns will kill the bad people with guns. It's really working out. Yep. That's enough of that. I really hope you have a good week. Um, and I'm going to pause here and try to figure out exactly uh, for you folks uh, which, which cities I'll be reading rants from. Okay. We've had some uh, great ones as of late. They get better. Um, I did have two this week, and uh, that we need to, uh, we just need to cut them down, guys. One was uh, really uh, had some great stuff, but it was just goes on forever. Uh, you really have to pay attention to the length. I just can't read them. It's too long to do in front of an audience, especially after the show. Uh, I'll try to get them read. I certainly will 
try to, you know, uh, publish them, I hope. Uh, I do hope that reaches fruition. And, um, and now I'm going to take that break while I continue to distract myself. Also, I've got to get going. Uh, big game tonight. Uh, the Washington Commodes, who I'm thinking of buying if I could just come up with the other um, 599. Uh, <laughs> what would it be? Uh, you know, I need $5 billion. I need uh, another um, four, <laughs> 4999000 If I could come up with that, you know, just the that the $4,999,000, I'll buy it. But I get to watch them uh, tonight and torture myself. So if, if you didn't enjoy this, know that I'm going to be tortured afterwards. And uh, hold hold the line. I'll be back. Yep. Got it. This week, the rants come from Marietta and Durham, North Carolina. Marietta, Ohio, Durham, North Carolina. And uh, uh, there were some really uh, great ones along the way. I think you'll enjoy them. I do hope so. And I want to thank you all for continuing to watch me <laughs> go off here as the world becomes more psychotic and my brain can't handle it at all. Um, I, hope, uh, <laughs> I hope I've enlightened you in some way because I certainly haven't enlightened myself. But I do think that uh, your words uh, really enlightened me and I want to thank you for those rants. Uh, please enjoy them. And uh, once again, I'll see you next week for we head toward Rantcast 107 when we go, oh, wow, it really did pay off that $10 billion, you know? <laughs> and there's been uh, and 70 million or something to, to, for a runoff <laughs> in Georgia. Oh, man. So uh, I got to go. It's almost kickoff time, and uh, which is my way of kicking myself. Take care of each other, and um, and uh, I I hope you all have a, a, a well. No, I'll tell you next week to have a good Thanksgiving. You don't want to waste that. <laughs> don't want to waste my good Thanksgiving. Maybe I won't be here. Maybe I'll take it off. Nah, <laughs> we'll be. We got to get those rants out from uh, this week from. Uh, Probably Englewood and uh, New Brunswick. I'm, I'm obviously I, I I can't resist you know I, I obviously it's difficult for me to leave you, but I must. All righty. Um, have a great week. Uh, and what's left of it? Enjoy yourselves. Take care, and and don't let the assholes make you crazy. Okay. We're here at the uh, People's Bank Theater in beautiful Marietta, Ohio. And uh, it has been a, an evening filled with the, the, the waves of laughter. I'm sorry you missed it. <laughs> but I'll be coming to a town near you soon. Uh, I, I'm, I, I really, I, this town is, a bit, first off, it's got this, uh, I really go, we've got to get downtown. We were a little, a little out of town tonight and I wanted to come down here and walk around, which I didn't get to do last time. It's, it's, this, it's the kind of city you go, fuck, this is, this is the kind of city, you, you, this is crazy. It's, it's this, the word bucolic, which kind of 
makes me get eczema, but <laughs> but it is. It's a, it's it's a beautiful little town with a fucking spectacular river, and that river floods, and so now of course I'll feel badly all the time every time there's a rainstorm here, but. It is well worth a visit. The, the, the college I fucking is one of the most, it's one of the times that I thought, fuck, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to have gone to that. You know, you, you have these moments, fuck, what would it have been like to go there? It's this beautiful little school um, nestled out here in, and, and, and as you, you can hear from the applause, these people don't support anything as a group. It's a nice college, but fuck you, that's bullshit. <laughs> but it reminds me, I know that there's a big argument about schools now, and it has to do with the financing, but it should not have to do literally what a campus like that does in terms of the kind of person that it can turn out if that campus is run properly and kids are taught what they should be taught. It's, you know, it just makes a difference. And uh, it, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I get tired of listening to people yell about uh, a college education. Uh, I think um, if, if you have, I think we've got to straighten out the finances and then we've got to uh, really figure out um, how to really integrate, um, and which we've done in certain places, those campuses into the community so that they have a, the kind of effect that they can have there. And that's all I got to say. The, the following is from Frank Brown, and I want to start with this, you'll see why. Dear Lewis, you're in Marietta. I'm in Marietta, I'm excited. Austin, Dallas, now I'm looking at your tour map. Durham, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. Where's the damn Marietta show? Marietta, Ohio? Where the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm in Marietta, Georgia. What the fuck? Okay, be that way. Here's a late Halloween present for you. This is, this is, I came across a new recipe I'm sure you will love. The candy corn and grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's fucking right. You take a piece of bread, add a layer of cheese, maybe Munster, American, a layer of candy corn, another layer of cheese, maybe mozzarella this time, the second slice of bread, and this is my favorite, and grill to taste. <laughs> This was so fucking bizarre that my son, his wife, and their teenage daughter, who I thought would know better, had to give it a fucking try. They gave it a fucking thumbs up. I know they live in Boston, but there has to be some limits even there. Well, wait, I'm from Brooklyn. What the fuck do I know? Happy thanks fucking given. Frank from Marietta, fucking Georgia. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. This is Mandy Bishop. Let's mention the jolliest fucks who have their Christmas lights and Christmas trees decorated already. Don't they know we only need 30 days to be the jolliest assholes on this side of the nut house? Slow down and let's eat the damn turkey first. 
it is unbelievable. And now there's already they start. They'll they'll have those stations now that will play 24 hours of Christmas music. What they should do is play 24 hours of um, Hanukkah music, and then we'd, 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 you'd put a stop to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Lamasters, a kid picked on my daughter at pre-K drop-off the other day, was seriously considering how much I'd do for Chuck Norris roundhouse and kicking the little shit into the street. <laughs> That's a, a long day. Whew. So the Hunter uh, broke over. Can you believe some people in this world would vote for Joe Biden? Followed by Adam Berger. How can half of our population vote for Trump? <laughs> Do you... Do you both get it? <laughs> That's how. That's it. It's that fucking simple. How did they vote for Biden? Because it, it was Trump. How did they vote for Trump? It was Biden. That's end of discussion. Okay? Let's stop it. That discussion is over. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Gone. Gone. I think all of us here can agree with maybe how can you vote for Herschel Walker? Okay. That's, that, one, that one is more timely. <laughs> but that's how, and that's how we end up with what we end up with. Ted Hudkins, um, the worst suggestion you ever received to improve your act. Um, Bud Friedman, who runs the improv in Los Angeles, um, after I'd worked there about three times, I was never happy working at the improv in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, but uh, it was always a little star crazy. And, um, but I, uh, he came up to me after the third show and he said, you know, um, uh, you know, you'd be really a lot better off if you, if you, uh, if you didn't say fuck. <laughs> and without missing a beat, I went, fuck you, bud. <laughs> I made a, I, if, I, I have made, uh, my mother and father would stand there as people would come up and say to me, can you take a photo with me and, and, and go fuck you? <laughs> I have made a living off of, imagine if I had dropped fuck from my act. I, gee, I'd be fucking, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a high school drama teacher. <laughs> Brian Hayden, why in the absolute fuck are these idiots that don't trust voting machines have all the faith in the world in Powerball machines? <laughs> That's Brian Hayden, Ken Kupski, Kups, Kupshi. J.D. Vance said that you're woke. He didn't say I was woke. Did he? Because if he did, I fucking would use that in an ad. <laughs> I'm woke, fuck that shit. And out of touch with mainstream America, says the man who came out of technology, Phil, fuck you. 
any advice, any advice to our, the newbie senator? Fucking God damn, I can't even, I don't have the time. I, it's like, would you have to write for Jesus on Sunday? I got to work on that. Rick Joseph, you should rant about the lunatic woke mob. I can't. I can't rant about them without ranting about the idiots on the other side. The reason we're back where we are, the reason we are where we are, the reason I believe that things exist the way they are, is you got one group, like maybe a small percentage, I don't even know, why not guess it, Lewis? Because everybody else is guessing shit. But, but, but I, I can do the news. Well, we think it's three and a half to five percent. Okay, that's what I think, about five percent. Of the, of, of the country is woke, okay? And what they get on media is more time than they should. And the other 5% of the country can't come out with enough racist shit that they have to fucking basically do it on a daily level. That people can talk about Pelosi's husband getting hit with a hammer and make a joke out of it. They're those two sides. Those are the two sides that we deal with, okay? You can talk about the lunatic woke mob, and once you talk about them, you have to talk about the other side. They're both creations of each other. The rest of us fucking have to move on and fucking get over that hump with those idiots, because this is bullshit, and most of us know what, the way in which we should deal with each other. And it's got nothing to do with woke, and it's got nothing to do with racism. It has to do with plain, fucking etiquette. You I hope that cleared that up, Rick. Because I get tired of it. I just do. It's so much about, most of us are in the middle. We have to stop pointing. And the only way they become meaningless is if you stop listening and you move on, and you deal with the people who you should be dealing with, and not people who make shit up. Just as Thomas Green. How can I make a walk-in appointment? I get this phone call at our tattoo shop multiple times a day. Walk-in appointment. Words have meaning. Learn them before using them. Frustrated by people. Why do people call? This is what this would drive. This is why I couldn't do this. Why do people call to make payments over the phone and not have their credit debit card ready? They are literally wanting to use said card, but are like, "Yes, I'd like to make a payment, but I need to get my card from the car. Give me a minute." They called me, and I have to wait for them to get their shit together. Kevin Deal. This I didn't know that they were doing. Uh, these guys have been douchebags since I was a kid. The, the creators of Napalm, DuPont, changing names because of lawsuits over and over again, but still poisoning the fucking world under different names just down the river from here. Is that true? Yeah. All right, I got it. No wonder you didn't like those few jokes. I want to end with this. This is Katie Gaffney. I'm cutting a little of it, Katie. Lewis, I couldn't believe you were coming to my hometown of Marietta. So my husband and I had to make the trip from Maryland, which is nice. That's, that's where I'm from. When I heard your rantcast the last time you were in Marietta, you asked about driving cars through the front doors. 
I can tell you from firsthand experience that you were right about it happening here. A lady who was absolutely fucking hammered NASCAR through our front door mid-December in 1992. She leapfrogged over the giant bank driving through our yard, then landed her car right through our front door. We had a wonderful big console TV complete with speakers and a recorder player, and she ricocheted the motherfucker across the living room. <laughs> no one was home that night, weirdly, but our poor dog, Snickers. Uh, <laughs> you named your dog after a fucking candy bar. Snickers was not harmed physically. Mentally, though, that dog was fucked up the rest of her life. She lost all the hair on her ass and tail, and it never grew back. Do you know what a cistern is? I do, yep. Well, we country folks hold our water for everything that. And that crazy bitch took that out as well. We're talking 1992, so no cell phones, no social media updates, and no up-to-the-minute news. How did we find out? I was at a high school basketball game, and my parents were with their friends playing cards. Someone in the volunteer fire department from, from the, the town recognized it was my mom's house because they went to high school together. After an, oh, that's uh, Lib and Dave's house, and a call to my grandmother, everyone uh, except me arrived. I arrived after my game on good old country road eight and it was absolutely fucking chaos. It's usually pitch dark country, but it was lit up with lights everywhere. I arrived on the scene to see a little sedan through my front door and said, uh, and saw a hammered lady on her, on, the, on, on her back with her hands in her heads. Okay, in the aftermath, someone from down the road came over, the, uh, came over outside the, the sheeting board. P.S. This person also makes the best homemade ice cream per my dad. That is, that is one of the most spectacular digressions. <laughs> talking about this horrific event, your dog having no hair on its ass, and, and you stop. We had a drywall up to close the giant gaping cold asshole in our uh, front living room. So what else do you do? You draw a Christmas tree on it, which my siblings and I did for the year. What a holiday to remember. Just remember, oh, just remember all, don't drink and drive, otherwise you can end up with no heated front room, a dog with PTSD, and a hairless ass, which is super cute. And remember, it's super cute. <laughs> you weep about it two paragraphs before it, and now you pee, well, look at this ass. And remember the cistern? Well, now we can't flush, fucking flush the toilets or do laundry or bathe. It was a total cluster fuck of a Christmas. But we made the Marietta Times. <laughs> Thank you, Katie Gilbert. Thank you, one and all. Thanks, Marietta. It really is a joy spending time with you, and I mean that. Uh, we'll be in Durham tomorrow, and we're going to be in Charlotte on Saturday. Please get your rants in, and I couldn't be happier. Thanks so much. Take care of each other. It's been a privilege and a pleasure performing for you. We're here at the Durham Performing Arts Center in Durham, North Carolina. And, uh, and I spent a lot of time down here uh, when I was, I went to uh, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. 
And I learned, I learned um, very early on, um, I, something I'd never understood before, um, but is, is prejudice. And the prejudice that I learned was I came down here and I really knew nothing of um, uh, the University of North Carolina and Duke University's uh, in, in, insane, um, insane rivalry. But a rivalry is one thing. Um, within a week, the level at which I hated Duke University <laughs> was, was really bordering on psychotic. I'd never thought about Duke before. I had good friends there close friends from high school. The reason I was at the University of North Carolina was because I thought I was going to Duke and stopped at UNC and went, fuck, this is really nice. <laughs> but it's unbelievable. So all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck Duke, fuck those fuckers. It's like, it's like crazy. And to this day, I still carry it around in my chest. It's like, I, I watch Duke basketball. I, the, the, besides watching Chapel Hill play, I watch Duke basketball second just to see if they'll lose. It's, it's, beyond, it's disturbing. It's a disturbed person. This also area I knew very well because this used to be the American Tobacco Company was here. And when I was in school, they were still making cigarettes and you could get on a bus at Chapel Hill. You could come over here, take a tour, watch them make the cigarettes. And it was like seven, it was like fucking nothing to, to take a bus from here and back. And for that, for like a buck or some shit, I came back with three cartons of smokes. <laughs> And yes, Siri, fucking Bob. I could fucking, I could blow this area up. I'm still pissed that I became a smoker, but it was like, oh well, you can't pass that up. Three cartons for a dollar. <laughs> so it's always a pleasure to be back. I'm sorry. I, uh, I came in. There's been this uh, fucking hurricane, whatever. I don't even know what this one is called. Hurricane douchebag, whatever. <laughs> this is from Jason Everest. It's fucking dark at 5 p.m. That's it. I, I wanted to start with someone who was obviously very observant. <laughs> Steve Graff, no golden mustard packets at the D-Pack. Why not? Well, Steve, I, to be honest, I don't know. And I, I don't really give a shit. But, I'm sure if you, if you want, you can talk to somebody on the way out, and maybe the next time you're back, they'll have, or maybe next time when you come, bring a little packet yourself. <laughs> this is David Thorne, nice of you to, to schedule your tour show during a tropical storm. <laughs> Coming in from Greensboro, and it was raining like a two-cunted cow pissing on a flat rock. I'd never heard that expression. <laughs> Lane Wilson, I'd like to thank you for this one because it, why the fuck do we continue to suffer through our families? They're stupid, boring as hell, their opinions of the world are informed by Facebook or some other right-wing nutjob news shit, and they don't enjoy our visits. Yet, we continue to feel guilty if we don't subject ourselves to the torture that is their company. 
Why do we do this? For once, can we just start the Thanksgiving season by saying, fuck no, I'm not coming because you're an idiot. And your pumpkin pie tastes like regret. <laughs> That's something you can toss out. That's good, tastes like regret. Now, my mother made turkey that tasted worse than regret. Wow. Deborah Waltz, I bought these great second row seats for the show tonight because we couldn't make the show, and I gave them to my daughter. Then our schedule changed, and what the fuck? She wouldn't give them back. Now, she's in the second row center, and we're back in the fucking nosebleed section. What the fuck? Well, Deborah, I'd say to your daughter, you know, hey, Merry Christmas. Cindy English, hi Lewis, I'm sitting right down front. My ticket costs more than my car. <laughs> like I said, overpaid. Here's my rant. Our daughter started college this year. She wasn't concerned about outfitting her dorm. She wanted to outfit her vagina with an IUD. She's gay. Yeah. So, so why, you might ask, it's in case she gets raped at a party in her college state of Georgia. Yeah. Yes, if she's not assaulted by Herschel Walker, she'd be okay. Really? What the fuck? It's 2022. She should be plotting her course to world domination, not girding up her loins. The only thing an 18-year-old woman should worry about is missing a Brazilian, not her period. I think someone should give Alito and his crew anal vasectomies. <laughs> that's, that's the reason I read these. This is Nate Michael. Lewis has an apartment in Chapel Hill in a building I used to get high in. That yeah, you used to get high in. Because I remember what the building, I, uh, what? I remember what the building was like, okay? And it, that's great, but the fuck rich ass comedians are usurping my spots. Uh, I'm out of there, okay? So you, go, you can go smoke there all the fucking time you want. I don't give a shit. Yep. <laughs> but I'm glad you got the smoke there. And I did not usurp your spot, I can assure you. I was in an apartment. I know you weren't sitting in an apartment smoking. You were hiding some fuckware. <laughs> Robert Sacchetti, I'm a butcher in the Triangle area. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is great. The L in salmon is silent. It's salmon, not salmon, you motherfuckers. This is the most inconsequential petty hill I will die on. Anyone who pronounces the L should be legally required to wear a helmet in public because clearly they are not ready for the real world.
This is interesting. I'm throwing this out because I'm kind of fascinated by the reaction. Um, Jeremy Borden, Durham is a good town, but can we admit that Coach K is an asshole? <laughs> He, he reamed his own team out on national television. He says he's a nice guy, but people who know him tell endearing stories like him making fun of his son-in-law's plans. That show him for what he truly is. Let's set the record straight. He's a dick. <laughs> Durham is cool, but not Coach K. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't like him because he fucking coached Duke. God. <laughs> Damn it, that's like Himmler. That's like Himmler. <laughs> that isn't even me talking. That's fucking uh, 50 years ago fucking shoved into my head. <laughs> this is a very, this is the nerdiest one I've ever gotten. Estella Klemp, K as a text response. What, you want me to pick you up some potassium? <laughs> Amber Collins, I cut a little line out here, uh, but I think it works. Uh, I work in a public library. I'm so fucking pissed at the idiots who can't read but are challenging books. I'm especially, uh, uh, the books they are challenging are far more well-written than anything by Judy Bloom. God bless her. And at the end of the day, a book finds a child when that child needs it. Pick up a fucking book and find some fucking empathy. Stephanie Robertson, uh, I'm not sure how much time you spent in North Carolina between the years of 2001 and 2021, but if you had the opportunity to ride an elevator in North Carolina during that time, you may or may not. What? You can't all yell at one. What? What the fuck is what? It's exactly what it was. It's about. So they were yelling the name. That I'm going to get to it. They were right on top of it. They're so fucking smart here. You might have noticed a particular face smiling back. If you did notice, you might have wondered, who is this magical lady whose photo is inside every elevator in the state? Well, I'm here to tell you, Lewis, that lady is who we North Carolinians lovingly call the elevator lady. And her name, you might ask, is Cherry Berry. What you've just heard is the cries of people who are so desperate for a community <laughs> that the face on the elevator was enough. Practically everybody here was peeing their pants with happiness. As the commissioner of labor, she felt it was important to put a face to government. Insert eye roll here. <laughs> which translated to plastering her face on every damn elevator inspection form posted in every damn elevator in the state. My fucking elevator didn't have it. I bet it was a cheap-ass fuck elevator. Maybe she saw it and said, I ain't gonna put my face here. My face deserves a better elevator. 
At first, it seemed like a wildly unnecessary step, but over time, many of us North Carolinians became fond of the elevator lady. Oh, yes, they did. Much fonder than I ever fucking imagined. And if, if by some chance you were to come across an elevator lacking your smiling face, well, that's just not an elevator you want to take a ride in. Sherry left office in 2021, but the tradition carries on with the next guy whose name I couldn't begin to tell you. <laughs> but Sherry Berry will forever live, live on as our state's first, first official elevator lady. <laughs> Maybe she should have run for the Senate. Ethan Young, Carrie Lake, crazy or batshit crazy? Way beyond. No, I'm serious, way beyond. Way, way, way. Batshit, batshit crazy to the, it's 20 bats don't even get to the, how batshit crazy. The first time I appeared in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, at the improv there, I went that morning. Uh, they had a TV spot that you would do, and, uh, Carrie Lake was the woman on that morning. That's, she was the morning, the, the morning lady on, uh, on, uh, on the television there. And I did my interview with her, and she came to the show that night. She was lovely, thought I was great, loved my comedy, which was completely, at that point, psychotic. And it's unbelievable that she's... Uh, it was, it, um, when I saw her first time when they showed her, before they started talking about her, I was like, holy fuck, that's that television lady. She's not like the fucking elevator lady, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'd like to read this. I read this because it is Veterans Day. This is from Janine. She's here this evening. Janine Swinyer. I hope I got that right, Janine. Um, happy Veterans Day and welcome fucking home, Louis Black. One does not have to serve in uniform to be a fucking patriotic American. Be the force behind the forces. Thank you, Lewis, for your service through the USO. And to the fucking really old National Guard, always ready, always there, I give my fucking gratitude. Thanks to all the fucking soldiers who promised this will defend, and to the fucking Navy who committed themselves to CB, I don't, CB said patria not self, but country, anchors away. Let's not forget those fucking incredible Marines who are Semper Fidelis, always faithful. And our Coast Guard, Semper Paratus, that is always fucking ready. And my own fucking awesome branch of the military, having proudly served for 26 fucking incredible years in the Air Force. We will aim high, fight, fly, fight, win. You can bet your fucking life on it. And to our newest fucking defenders, the United States Space Force. <laughs> I was, I, I was I'm with you on the road to a point. Um, <laughs> the United States Space Force, Semper, Semper Supra, always above. I will admit I'm a bit fucking jealous as I considered myself as one of the origi original fucking space cadets. Well, I, I think you're lucky there. I'm, I'm not sure how that Space Force is going to work, um, but we'll see. Um, mostly thank you, America, for allowing us to fucking serve. We are warriors called to duty. 
You, honoring those privileged and able to serve, you are true fucking American patriots and display devotion to and vigorous support for one's country. Happy Veterans Day. Take thank you from Senior Master Fucking Sergeant Janine Swinier, retired. I have the fucking privilege to attend your live show in Durham, North Carolina. Thanks to my fucking incredible boyfriend, fiance, partner, we're too fucking old for these fucking labels. <laughs> I hope you read my fucking not so much of a rant, but more of a shout out. And if you don't fucking like this, I, I have another one prepared. But <laughs> fucking ranting about the Camp Lejeune spam calls every fucking America has gotten fucking spam calls about. We can't thank you enough, Janine. Can't thank our vets enough. Thank you for coming out. It's been a privilege and a pleasure performing for you. It's been a delight. It's always great to be back home in Durham. And, uh, and let's, uh, we'll be tomorrow, we're gonna be in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, next week we're, uh, fuck, it's Thanksgiving, I think. Fuck, <laughs> or it's close, it's close enough. You guys have been spectacular. Take care of each other. Good night. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brew. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.